1: Welcome in to the PHNX D-Backs podcast. My name is Justin Friedman. Here holding down the fort Derek Montia is in the chat. The audacity, Jacob. The audacity to show up the, on yeah, the day I mean, in the chat. Him coming
0: in here on the fact that you and I are about to do back-to-back shows, and he's just
1: skiing us. He's probably taking some OGs is what he's doing. Uh, as I said, welcome into the PHNX D-back show. Shout out to OGs Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OGs is not your average cannabis-infused gummy. They absolutely knock it out of the park when it comes to flavor and the effects of their gummies are a total slam dunk as well. Derek in the chat can attest uh, probably right now Uh, Head on over to OGsBrands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies, the OGs Naturals and the Big OGs, and find out where you can purchase. Well, welcome into the show, everyone. Uh, I know I put in the Discord a note about one Sean Paz making his triumphant return (laughs) to the PHNX D-Backs show. That is not today. That is happening tomorrow. We will have a Saturday show uh, here at PHNX D-Backs because, of course, we didn't have a show on Christmas, and when we miss shows... Uh, you know, even on major holidays. We have to we have to make up for them. We have to do we have to do justice to the people and give you guys a full week of of uh lovely Diamondbacks content uh every single week here on the PHNX D Back show. So yeah, ski to everyone in the chat. Appreciate you all being here today. As you can see from our headline, the big thing I want to dig into on the show today is Christian Walker and the fact that Theoretically, he would become a free agent after the uh, end of the 2024 season, just a year away. Uh, Mike Hazen has certainly built up a reputation over the years to sign extensions, uh, often extensions that have worked out pretty well for this team. And before we get into the specifics with Christian Walker and what an extension for Christian Walker would look like, I wanted to start out by looking back at some of the extensions that Mike Hazen has signed over the course of his Diamondbacks tenure, We have them all here on a neat little graphic going back to 2018. The first big one and arguably the best one. I don't even know if this is arguable. Uh, I guess the Corbin Carroll extension. Yes, obviously very early to be assessing that. It certainly looks good as of right now. Um, but the first extension that, that Mike Hazen signed in his tenure as Diamondbacks GM goes back to 2018. Five years, 24 million dollars for one Cattell Marte. This was after the 2017 season leading into 2018. Cattell Marte uh, was was solid in 2017 for the D-Backs, uh, had a, had a you know a productive year. In his first year in Arizona, he was not anything like the player that we saw this past season or have seen, you know, in 2019 and 2021. He was not a star level player, but sort of a trend with some of these extensions is Mike Hazen kind of timing these things perfectly and sort of uh, being able to sense when players are about to, to take that next level. Although I think even Mike Hazen would say that he probably didn't expect Cattell to become the player that he ultimately did. This was a 5 year 20 uh a 5 year 24 million dollar extension. Um it ended in 2022, but it had club options for 2023 and 2024. Um so basically on this extension, I know we did a draft of all of Mike Kazin's best moves a couple weeks ago. This move was Jesse, was near the top you, of the list. Remind me. I knew you were going to do this to me, Jacob. And who no, I'm not. I'm not talking about who the people voted for as the winner of that draft because the people were wrong, and I should have won that draft, not Jacob Franklin. Um, but yes, this uh, this Cattell Marte extension was near the top of the list. On this deal, as I said, it ended in 2022, but it had club options for 2023 and 2024, which I believe were originally $10 million and $12 million each. That extension was enough to keep Catel Marte on the Diamondbacks through next season. Um, of course, there was another extension that we'll get to in a second that followed that up. Uh, That extension uh, guaranteed 2023 and 2024 upped those dollar values a little bit. But that five-year $24 million extension, I mean, for the player that Quetel Marte has become... Just incredible value for the Diamondbacks. A couple years later, Mike Hazen uh, struck with a pair of extensions prior to the start of the season. David Peralta and Nick Ahmed. Uh, we'll start here with David Peralta. Three years, $22 million. This is coming after a pretty productive season uh, for David Peralta. Uh, he certainly had uh, you know, some some better years and some not as good years throughout his his many years in Arizona, but 2019 was certainly one of the better ones. Uh he won a gold glove award. He hit 275 and 804 OPS. 2018, an even better season for him. That's the year that he won the Silver Slugger uh, and hit 30 home runs. Diamondbacks get him on a three-year, $22 million contract. Um, it basically he was already under contract for 2020. So uh, they basically just settled on, a, on an arbitration number for 2020 or avoided arbitration by settling on a number there. And then this deal tacked on two more years for 21, uh, 2021 and 2022 at $7.5 million each. Uh, Peralta in 2021 and 2022 was not not a great player, right? not exactly a well above average uh, regular as he had been earlier in his career, but he was still a reasonably productive major league outfielder. He was worth 1.7 wins above replacement both years. Of course, uh, he didn't wind up spending that entire time with the D-backs as they traded him to the Tampa Bay Rays in the middle of the 2022 season. So that extension was fine. Uh, there was no, there's really no issues with with that deal. Uh, you know, was it some enormous value? Was it like the Catelyn Marte deal? Absolutely not. But getting, you know, a 1.7 war outfielder uh for $7.5 million for a couple seasons, uh, certainly decent value there for the D backs. If we go back to the the list real quick, uh Nick Ahmed, I think, is the next one that we have here also in 2020 touch on this one real quick this is this is the one extension on this list that in retrospect looks pretty poor i would say Um, not necessarily as terrible as you might think of it at, at first glance, Nick Ahmed was pretty productive in 2020, uh, the first year of this, he was already under contract for 2020, but again, it was the D backs and Ahmed settling on a number for 2020 and then tacking on three years beyond that. He made 7.5 million in 2021 and 2022. He made 10 million in 2023 so yeah it, it was good it was good at the beginning but of course uh Nick really struggled with injuries uh there was of course the thing with the shoulder and and trying to find his way back from that it never really happened and uh obviously 2023 was a really a really rough season for him uh he made 10 million dollars he was one of the Diamondbacks higher paid players and yet he did not exactly perform like it uh it was a weird year for Nick we've talked about this a lot he actually had good numbers against right-handed pitching. And then against lefties, which is sort of what his primary role on the team was, uh, he really struggled. Uh, He had, as we looked at the other day, it was like a single-digit WRC plus against left-handed pitching. Not exactly what you're looking for. Uh, Continued to be solid defensively. Obviously, the arm after the shoulder surgery was not what it had been. Um, So we, we saw some regression there. His range was always pretty solid. But overall, that is... Clearly, the extension on this list that stands out is like, okay, that one, that one wasn't wasn't so great. Uh, I don't think it necessarily buried the D backs. You know, these dollar values are not so high as to really cripple a team in the way that you know, like a Madison Bumgarner move uh, kind of has the last couple of years. But uh, certainly not a, a great move there. Um, The next one that we had happen was in 2022. This was the second Cattell Marte extension that I touched on earlier. This was five years and $76 million. Uh, This keeps Cattell Marte in Arizona for a long time, out through 2027. There's a club option here for 2028 as well Uh, i think it's a little early to be able to fully evaluate this extension Uh, as i said earlier that original five years 24 million dollars with the two club options was enough to keep Cattell. In Arizona through 2024 as it is. Uh, so I think we need to see how he looks in 2024 and, and you know, in, in the three years beyond or have at least some sense of kind of how he's how he's trending as he continues to age. Um, but as of right now, it's not it's not alarming. I think it's a I think it's probably a pretty good move. I mean, could tell Marte was the NLCS MVP for a reason and continues to be a really productive member of this Diamondbacks team overall. Obviously, there have been some ups and downs, uh, you know, Cattell in in 2021 and 2019 was a much better player than Cattell in 2020 and 2022. Uh, there have been some injuries for sure, but 2023 was a really complete season for him, finding ways to not only do a lot of damage against lefties, but a lot of damage against righties as well. The next one, Jacob Merrill Kelly. And this one is
0: this is absolutely incredible.
1: This one is is pretty remarkable. Uh, The timing on Mike Hazen's part here was pretty impeccable. Two years, 18 million dollars. So this was prior to the 2022 season. Um, And that, of course, was the season where Merrill Kelly became just a different level of starting pitcher. Right. He comes out. He has a, a, you know, a mid threes ERA. Uh, He had always been a productive starter for the Diamondbacks. And even if Merrill Kelly had stayed like a number four, solid number four starter, I think this move would have been pretty solid. But two years, $18 million uh, that covered the 2022 season, the 2023 season. Um, uh, pretty pretty impressive stuff there. Yeah. Sorry, the 2023 season and the 2024 season with the club option for 2025. Uh, obviously, Merrill Kelly was pretty pretty darn good in 2023, and then 2024. He's certainly the outlook there is very positive. People are viewing Merrill Kelly as being. Right up there with Zach Gallon. Uh, there are debates happening, uh, as we kind of touched on yesterday, about which of those guys is is the true ace of this team. You'd probably say Zach Gallon, but there were there's a case to be made that in 2023, at least Merrill was the the more consistent of of the Diamondbacks starting pitchers. Uh, so, yeah, remarkable what he's become and that extension, just incredible value for the Diamondbacks. Uh, he is guaranteed, I believe it's nine million for this 2024 season. There's uh, it might be 8 million. I don't have that number in front of me, but it's a very valuable number for Merrill Kelly in 2024. And then in 2025, Merrill Kelly uh, has a club option for $7 million, which uh, the Diamondbacks might as well pick that up now, as far as I'm concerned.
0: It's eight. So the base for this year is eight, the luxury tax okay. is nine, uh, and the signing bonus was half. So it's, it's okay. adjusted at eight and a half.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's eight this year. They might. I don't know how they're allocating that signing bonus. Maybe you get some of that this year, but remarkable, remarkable value. And yeah, I think I agree with Michael McDermott in the chat. I think Zach Gallen overall is is the better pitcher than Merrill Kelly. But the fact that we even have that discussion, I think, says a lot about uh, the progress that Merrill Kelly has made as a starting pitcher. And then finally, the most recent extension that has happened, a lot of people are already chalking this up as a big win, and I can't really argue with them, Uh, Corbin Carroll to an eight-year, $111 million deal. Uh, this contract is, I think, a big reason why a lot of people are excited about the Diamondbacks. One of many reasons, the fact that your star level player is not just a member of his team through, you know, uh, the the standard six years, but has a chance to be a Diamondback for a very long time. Um, this deal has a club option as well for a ninth season. Could make Corbin Carroll a member of the Diamondbacks uh, through 2030, which is uh, which is really, really incredible. So... Yeah, and Mike Hazen has already talked about the the benefits of this contract and how. He feels like fans, you know, uh, just the the reality that Corbin Carroll is going to be here for as long as he is. There's a lot of benefit to that to be felt even right now, uh, just knowing that he is locked as an Arizona Diamondback for a member uh, as a member of the Diamondbacks for a long time. There is still some risk here on the back end of the deal. Uh, twenty eight million dollars for twenty twenty nine and twenty thirty. I believe it's also a, a twenty eight million dollar club option for twenty thirty one and um, You know, I mean, giving giving a player who you've you at the time had seen in about 30 major league games, 28 million dollars guaranteed in his two first free agent years is a is a bold move. Like there there is still, I think, some degree of risk here. But I mean, whatever risk there was, I mean, in in Corbin's first full season, guy finishes fifth in MVP voting. uh, I think it's. Pretty safe to say. Would you would you say, Jacob, you feel you feel pretty yeah, good about the long yeah, term outcome of this that one?
0: The, I think I actually joined you guys for that emergency pod when the the yes, extension was signed. And I think it was one of those like I my friends were like, There's no way that he's gonna be worth it as a guy, I promise. Like, yeah. It, I had been screaming for this team to take a page out of the Braves playbook for a long time because this is a very that was a very Braves-esque signing where yeah. you you've seen a guy Albeit it wasn't for very long and then you're just, you know, you throw some money at him, but you're also getting him for a value that he would be worth much more than if you watched a full season of what you had seen through those first 30 games. So, yeah, that's a great point. At the end of the day, it's still a pretty team friendly contract for a player of his caliber. 100%.
1: uh, Yeah, we've talked about that a little bit as well. The fact that if you had waited until the end of 2023, if you would waited until now to sign a Corbin Carroll extension, uh, the price is not $111 million guaranteed. Uh, We saw Julio Rodriguez get well north of $200 million last August. Uh, That was at a point where he was well into a very very good rookie season and and put up honestly pretty similar numbers to what corbin carroll put up in his rookie season so uh yeah you're i mean you'd be looking at a much bigger price tag so that as early as it is and as outrageous as it feels to already chalk that up as a win it's hard to see that not being a win for the diamondbacks uh when all is said and done so All this to say Mike Hazen has built kind of a reputation for uh, signing extensions. And by and large, the results have been pretty good. I think that that Nick Ahmed deal, obviously not great, but the Merrill Kelly deal, an enormous win. The first Cattell Marte deal uh, off the charts win from the Diamondbacks perspective. The second Cattell Marte deal. Early on seems fine, a little too early to judge for me. Uh David Peralta, not not a ton of surplus value there, but still a totally reasonable deal for a guy that fans really liked having around, even as he uh, you know, regressed a little bit in some of the later years. Um so yeah, Mike An Hazen, inter- Mike Hazen seems to be pretty good at this. An year.
0: interesting question for you, Jesse. Now that we're looking back on the Paul Goldschmidt train. Yes. And that
1: nobody here
0: Still exists from that trade. I mean, obviously there's some trickle down.
1: Corbin, Corbin or no. There's yeah, some, tri- the some trickle down, sure. But there's some trickle down, yes. Yeah, uh, Dominic Fletcher yes. was, was selected with, with the draft pick. So Correct. technically he is he is had he yeah. signed him to the
0: contract that the St. Louis Cardinals signed him to, is that worth it? Five was it was it five yeah. years,
1: hundred and five years, one thirty. Yeah. Um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna to win an M V P into- and
0: be one of the best hitters in baseball for
1: yeah, I three, mean, totally, years. totally. Yeah, that, that contract was totally worth it. I think a lot of people at the time were surprised at how how low that number was. I mean, even, even you know, Paul Goldschmidt hasn't necessarily been the same caliber of player in his entire tenure in St. Louis. Uh, the first year that he spent with, with the Cardinals, in fact, was not uh, one of his worst years in the majors, arguably his worst year in the majors, at least after sort of becoming a more established player up to that point. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if you're the D-backs, yeah, you 100% should have signed that deal. And I know there were some financial limitations, Um, but the fact that you, I mean, it, it's not an exact comparison, but the Diamondbacks in some ways took the money that they would have spent on Paul Goldschmidt and put that on Madison Bumgarner, which obviously is a, a massive mistake. Is he a Hall of <laughs> I think I think Paul Goldschmidt is in pretty good position to be. And th- this is interesting because if he goes in, what does he go in as? I think he probably would go in as a diamondback, but I don't know. I don't know. I think that's I think that's uh up for his I mean his own consideration. I've seen some reports about the Cardinals being interested in an extension with Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, which would be which would be interesting if he like finished out his career there and wound up spending like just as much time in St. Louis as he did with the Diamondbacks so that was like an even split i mean he won the mvp with the cardinals he never was able to get over that hump with the dbacks even though he was a more productive overall player so he deserved a range of a catch i don't know Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, these are age old discussions that we can, we can rehash time and time again. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. I, I was listening to a baseball cast the other day, one of my favorite uh, shows to catch up on and their first year, both of them, Jordan and Jake, their first years in the BBWA were this year, which is the same situation for me. And they were, they were talking the other day about, uh, you know, trying to project out like who is going to, who's going to hit the ballot in our first year voting for the Hall of Fame, because um, you get you know it's after ten years. Once you've been in the BBWA for ten years, that's when you get your Hall of Fame vote. And Paul Goldschmidt was the first guy they brought up. Is like if you project out ten seasons, right? It's five years after the end of their career uh, that that you would hit the ballot. And yeah, it is possible that if I am a member of the BBWA. Uh, you know, I still nine years from now and hit that tenth year, that Paul Goldschmidt would be one of the first newcomers that I see on on the ballot. So I mean, it,
0: it, it, for me, it's always been an interesting debate because if Freddie gets in, Paul gets in, and if Paul gets in, Freddie gets in because those two yeah. players are almost identical.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how I think early in their careers, Goldie was the better player, and then as they've aged, Freddie has maybe aged a little bit better. Um, but also Goldie won the MVP last year, so he's like aged pretty well too. Um, this year wasn't quite as good for Goldie. I'm looking at his baseball reference. He was at 3.4. Uh, wins above replacement on baseball reference this year 25 homers a 268 average and 810 OPS so this season was a, a little bit more of like that 2019 Goldschmidt with with the Cardinals where he wasn't he wasn't quite the same caliber of player Uh, but yeah he's still he's still very productive and the fact that he's that player at 36 years old and is slated to reach free agency uh, at the end of next season which is something we're going to touch on here in a second uh, you know, uh, he has a chance to play a few, a few, more years in this league and really cement himself as a, as a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid hall of famer. Um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and, uh, take a quick break here and tell you about illegal Pete's, uh, because this episode of the PHNX D back show is brought to you by illegal Pete's and, I wouldn't have it any other way. Illegal Pete's is outstanding. Uh, If you know, you know. If you've been, you've been. Um, Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this holiday season. From caterings to gift cards, they have the perfect gift for everyone at your holiday party. Whether you are shopping for a margarita maniac or a queso connoisseur, Jacob, which of those do you feel like you're... Queso. Queso. All right. Jacob is the queso connoisseur. Uh, Derek in the chat is the margarita maniac. Uh, Illegal Pete's is your one-stop shop to spread the cheer. Grab $100 in Illegal Pete's gift cards and get an extra $25 gift card for free. Looking for some fun stocking stuffers? Imagine maybe not at this point. It's a little late, but you know, these things happen. Uh, Check out their holiday merch sale. All t-shirts are just $15 to the end of the year. If you need a belated gift for someone, that's a great idea. Legal Pizza is outstanding. We have it in the office here from time to time. One of my favorite one of my favorite things when I come into the office and there's a Legal Pizza in the kitchen. It's it's wonderful. Uh, but speaking of wonderful things, uh, Shady Rays. We need a pair of sunglasses. Shady Rays is your your go-to place uh, to get that. They are an independent sunglasses company, and they offer a world-class product, just as good as the expensive sunglasses, but not not quite with the price, Uh, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. You get all of those things from our friends over at Shady Rays. Uh, And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people, including Derek, who lost his very soon after getting them. And they still sent him another pair for absolutely free because of their uh, lost and broken replacements plan, which is an incredible thing that they have as well. So be sure to check out Shady Rays if you have not already. All right, let's get into some of this Christian Walker chatter. Uh, I want to start by just looking at the season that Christian Walker just had. Uh, If we can get those numbers on the screen, Christian Walker in 2023 was a very productive player once again for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He hit 258. A 333 on base percentage, 497 slug. He hit 33 homers. Uh, He drove in 103, which I'm realizing is, I think, the exact same numbers that J.D. Martinez uh, put up. Homers and RBIs, fun fact. Uh, 3.8 wins of a replacement in 2023, which is actually a little bit lower uh, than what he did in, in 2022. But he's still, I mean, he's basically coming off a back to back four war seasons, which if you're not familiar with the winds above replacement sort of scale 2 war is kind of like a league average, regular, like a solid everyday caliber player that can totally provide some value in the majors. Um, and then as you kind of move up the ladder, you're just you're just getting better and better, right? Four is not not an elite level player, not a. Uh, You know, not a guy who's going to get MVP votes. (laughs) I think Christian Walker did get one down ballot MVP vote, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But a guy who's very productive. If you're at four war, you're kind of like right on the edge of being an all-star. That's not an honor that Christian Walker has gotten to this point in his career. But again, a very, very productive season from him in 2023. Of course, he wins the Gold Glove Award, nine defensive runs saved and 12 outs above average. As a first baseman, it's hard to really ask for much more than that. Of course, we touched on this when we did our Mike Hazen uh, moves draft a couple a couple weeks ago. Uh, Christian Walker was claimed off waivers back uh, prior to the 2017 season. Uh, talk about a waiver claim that has panned out for the Diamondbacks. He has uh, provided a lot of value. It took a couple years to really settle into a role. Obviously, Goldschmidt was still... Uh, very much in his prime and a major part of this Diamondbacks team in 2017 and in 2018. Uh, But then in 2019, it basically became Christian Walker's role. He became the Diamondbacks everyday first baseman and barring some, you know, there were some injury issues in 2021. The numbers in 2021 were not good, but you look at his numbers in 19, in 20, in 22, in 23, uh, he has not only gotten uh, not only been productive in all those seasons, but got better uh, throughout that time I I guess maybe 22 is a little better than 23 but still back-to-back very very productive seasons for him uh, even as he's now 32 years old as far as a a extension and kind of what this would look like I think the right place to start is what Christian Walker would make in 2024 And we don't know exactly what that number is yet. He is arbitration eligible. This is his final year of arbitration. So he is estimated to make $11.5 million according to MLB trade rumors. So if the D-backs were to do an extension, they could do it in a similar vein to how uh, that Nick Ahmed and that David Peralta deal that we discussed earlier was done, uh, where it's, you know, maybe it looks like a three-year deal, but it's really a two-year deal uh, in that you're just settling on a number for 2024 and then you're tacking on two years after that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the the diamondbacks are in a situation where I don't know if they are, they would be in a tough position if Christian Walker, uh, walked after the 2024 season and, and was not, and was not replaced by someone of a similar caliber. Obviously he's a really, really important part of this diamondbacks lineup and imagining the diamondbacks lineup without Christian Walker in it. Is uh is is a tough thing. Like this Diamondbacks team, uh, as we touched on the other day on this show, the Dbacks were right at league average against right-handed pitching in 2023. They were a little bit below league average against lefties. This isn't a team that can lose one of its middle of the order hitters and still you know, still really look good on paper, uh, even with some of the other uh, additions that that have been made. You know, Eugenio Suarez coming on board, Lourdes Gurriel coming back. Uh, Christian Walker is still a really big part of this team in 2024. And the thought of him not being there in 2025, that, I would, that would put the D-backs in, in a tough spot. And I see people in the chat talking about some other options that the Diamondbacks have internally. I think that's another good sort of starting point for this conversation is if Christian Walker goes elsewhere in free agency next year, what do your options look like? Who do you have internally that you can count on to take that spot? And there are some names, uh, Davis and De Los Santos is not one of them. Davis and De Los Santos, the Diamondbacks lost in the Rule 5 draft just a few weeks ago. That was a risk that they had to take and it did not sound like they were surprised that that happened. Uh, that is just sort of the nature of having a 40-man roster that that is a little bit more full than it's been in years past. And, Being part of a team that's trying to contend, you don't have those additional 40-man roster spots. Uh, And so the Diamondbacks lose Davis and De Los Santos. He would have been one of the names in this conversation, but he is now, at least for the time being, a member of the Cleveland Guardians. Ivan Melendez, the other big name here, a lot of people talking about him in the chat I see. Ivan Melendez could be that guy, absolutely. Um, I think he has uh, a a lot more to prove, Um, I, I would I think there's there's more for him to do at the minor league level before Uh, his future projection will really be that of like an everyday solid first baseman in this league. I think defensively he can be, uh, he can be fine. I don't think there are huge defensive concerns over there. He probably won't be Christian Walker, but few first basemen will be that defensively. Um, But yeah, offensively we've talked about the, uh, the strikeout concerns, the fact that he's run strikeout rates well over 30% uh, in the minors and, and that is that is concerning. I mean that is something that you know as a as, as a prospect evaluator prospect evaluators look at that stuff and and that that's stuff that doesn't tend to to really bode well for your future in the majors. It's going to be really important for Ivan Melendez to cut down on the swing and miss as best he can uh, in in the minors this year. So, yeah, I think it is it is totally possible that Ivan Melendez could occupy that role, but I'm not sure it's something that you would want to count on and the Diamondbacks in 2025, that's a really big year for them. Right. 2025 on paper right now is Zach gallen's walk year. It's Merrill Kelly's walk year. It's not a season where you can afford to like lose a major chip of your offense and not have a, a you know a guy in position to replace him. Um, so, yeah, uh, internally, there are some guys. Ivan Melendez being probably at the top of that list. Some people have mentioned Gino Groover as well. Uh, I, I think there's there's a chance that that could work, too. I don't know if Gino Groover is uh, going to have the power that a Christian Walker does, but I think he could have a possibly a better hit tool than Christian Walker. Could certainly provide some some offensive value even at a position like first base. Um, but he's a little ways away as well, right? He you know finished the year in high A, uh, put up some decent numbers down in Hillsboro, but I think he has a little bit uh, a little bit left to prove as well. So. It's not to say that those guys couldn't come in and and step in. But if you're the D-backs and you're in a position where you really want to win, not only in 2024, but in 2025, you probably want to make sure that you have have a little bit more of a sure thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to secure that right now, uh, which is certainly part of this conversation, whether you'd want to just sort of play it out with Christian Walker and see what kind of year he has and see how those prospects fare. Um, but it's something that the D backs going into 2025, they're going to want probably a more solid answer uh, at first base than at least what it looks like those guys would provide as of right now. Uh, I did some, I, I looked at some comps as far as what would a Christian Walker extension look like. Um, I'll start with free agency. There aren't really any guys in free agency this offseason that are great comps for Christian Walker. Frankly, there aren't a lot of four win first basemen. Uh, in the league, that's just a pretty rare commodity, especially for Christian Walker to be doing this, uh, you know, into his into his early mid 30s at this point. Jorge Soler is 31 years old. His projection on MLB trade rumors is to get three and forty-five million, uh, three years, forty five million dollars. Fangrass has him at three years and forty eight million dollars. Um, So, Solaire is a little bit younger than Christian Walker. Solaire is reaching free agency at 31. Walker next offseason would be 33. So, there's a difference of a couple years there. But also, Jorge Solaire, you know, well, he certainly had some headliner offensive seasons. He had a good season offensively this past year. Um, But he was a 1.9 war player in 2023. And that's kind of the difference between Christian Walker and a lot of these comparisons we can make is there aren't a lot of guys like in their early mid 30s providing as much as he does offensively while also being a, a pretty good defender as well. And uh, and and yeah, Jacob, I'm curious kind of what you think about this as far as uh, projecting out what Christian Walker is going to be. One of the primary challenges here is is do you think that Christian Walker is going to stay an elite defender like into yeah, his mid-30s? Yeah,
0: it is weird. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday where defense with Gabby, right? Like defense isn't something that necessarily is learned in the big leagues, and I also believe that it's something that you don't necessarily lose unless you are losing a step, and yeah. I don't think he's at that point yet.
1: Not, um, not yet. It does not appear. No,
0: Yeah. and so I think even with an extension, I don't think we'd be at that point yet. I mean, if you look at... <laughs> For lack of better choices, like Paul Goldschmidt in St. Louis, like he's still pretty elite defensively. Freddie Freeman, still pretty elite defensively. Like those are guys that are aging yeah. as well. Like, true. So, so I think that it is projectable to, to look at him and say that you're probably not going to lose defense out of Walker. It's just a matter of whether he can keep up this offensive production. Yeah. That's where I get a little bit iffy. Um, not that I don't trust him, not, to, not that I don't think that he can, it's just like you said, 2025 is a really, really big year for this organization. Yeah. And it's, if you're extending him, you're banking on the fact that he's going to basically be the same player that you have right now.
1: Yeah, I'm glad or you that touched your, on- Yeah, your
0: younger guys have developed to the point where you don't have to rely on him as much as you did.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the, the offense side of, of things as well. Uh, Christian Walker was he had a 120 WRC plus in 2023 that was down a couple points from 2022 he was at 123 but still a very productive offensive player um but yeah, as you project him forward, uh, you know, you're not really projecting him to continue at that level. The natural aging curves say that that's probably going to go down. Uh, I think his projection on steamer is something like 115 for the 2024 season. And then you figure it would kind of tick down after that. Maybe it's more like 110. In 2025, maybe it's 105 in 2026, something along he those lines. The,
0: he doesn't have the same bat that, like, J.D. Martinez does. No. Right? Like, like, a guy like J.D. Martinez has aged extremely well because he's got exceptional
1: bat-to-ball skills. Yeah, and he just, yeah, J.D. Martinez just kind of rakes in a way that, you know, Christian Walker makes hard contact for sure, but uh, you don't see quite as bright red on his baseball savant page as you do someone like J.D. Martinez, just like crushing the living daylights out of the baseball. Correct. Um, but yeah, there is there's a bit of a disconnect here between what Christian Walker has been the last couple years and what projections say for him moving forward. Uh, I think on steamer, it's right around two and a half wins above replacement for Uh, 2024, and there's a big difference between two and a half war and tw and and four war, right? Four war, as I said earlier, that's like an all star level player. Two and a half is like a solid, uh, a solid, slightly above average regular type player. Um, and so you know, if you're projecting Walker to be a four war player. He would get paid, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of guy I know. Cogs mentioned three three or sixty million dollars, something like that. Like forward players get paid in free agency. I mean, Matt Chapman was like a forward player in in twenty twenty three. Uh, he's gonna get paid. Obviously, he's a little younger than Christian Walker, so that's a that's a different situation. The other
0: really tricky thing for me here is that you don't really have the air, right? Like you don't have yeah. like like with Paul Goldschmidt the trade was definitely a difficult thing to swallow for fans, but it was one of those, like you had heard the last year, maybe two years where it's like, Oh, Christian Walker's hitting like 40 home runs in triple a, right? Like, you got a guy that can That's crush. And, and right now you don't really have that yeah. guy. Like, yeah. Like Paven Smith would have been that guy. Probably the hope they, was had, that Haven Smith yeah, would be that guy. Correct yeah. That he had, had he panned out to what they drafted him at seventh overall. Drafted him higher than they drafted Corbin Carroll, statistically speaking. And and right. so he's not really that guy, right? He doesn't have the pop in his bat. Maybe he could get to be a, an average baseball player to to hold over the tide until you find that guy. Like Ivan Melendez, everybody obviously hopes is going to be that person. You mentioned his strikeout issues. Like the, there's yeah. issues that need to be – like there's not a guy that you're like, well, he's hitting 330 with – 25, 30 home runs in in AAA because you want your first baseman to more than likely be a power hitter. Um, Ideally, yeah. Yeah, at at times, I I think that they had worked with Jake McCarthy at first base um, because they had the outfield conundrum and they didn't know what else to do (laughs) with all those guys. And like
1: that, Jake McCarthy's bat doesn't exactly profile as a a first Yes,
0: correct. So (laughs) I know that they're really high on guys like like, like AJ Vukovic, they're high on who I could see maybe fitting there.
1: Um, yeah, Vuk, I think you're going to need some a little more defensive value. Correct. That he, he probably doesn't profile I don't think he fits at third basement,
0: base, I mean. but first is that Tristan English is another guy that you'll probably hear tossed around a little bit. Sure. Um, but somebody mentioned in the chat, I'd have to go back and look for it. Somebody mentioned Gino Groover, and that's a really, really interesting name for me because the bat is definitely there. Um, yeah. And it's projectable.
1: He he really could be a good hitter. Uh, I I mentioned him uh just briefly and and yeah, Gino Groover, it's it's really early um at this point to really assess what he's going to become. But yeah, I absolutely could see Gino Groover being a pretty productive player and a guy who defensively there are some questions there. First base might be the position that suits him best. Um but yeah, you're absolutely right. There isn't a clear air here. Um Excuse me, kind of as we were saying earlier. So, yeah, there, the Diamondbacks sort of need some sort. They need some sort of solution for 2025 um, at, at first base, most likely. And so, in terms of what an extension would actually look like, again, there aren't a whole lot of comps to go off of here. Like Jose Abreu signed for like two years and thirty-two million dollars back in 2019. Um, that was coming off of one. 15 WRC plus year and he was uh, that was in his age 32 season entering his age 33 season that's about as good of a comp as I can find obviously Jose Abreu had a long history of being a very very productive uh, major league hitter that Christian Walker does not have um, but it's hard for me to imagine that if you're a Christian Walker and you just put a back-to-back four war seasons you're gonna be like yeah give me two years and 28 million dollars or something uh, if you look at the projections, that is maybe what you would want to give Christian Walker. I mean, if he is if he's going to be projected for two and a half war in 2024, then the two seasons after that, you might project for like two war and then one point five war, which if you sort of do the math using the the dollar, uh, the, the war to dollars machine, like two years and twenty eight million dollars, I think is is actually pretty fitting of what you would want to give Christian Walker. But also, you don't really see four war players sign for two years. I mean, we just saw Mitch Garver sign for two in 24.
0: That is something to be said. Like, if he wants to win and he is getting older and this team is his best chance of doing it, he's spent his whole career here. Like, like he might be that guy. Like, uh, Christian Walker seems like the type of guy that obviously they all want to go make their money at the end of the day. I get that. But he also seems like the type of guy that might prioritize winning toward the end of his career over money. I mean, I sent you that tweet. The 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 Mets Twitter beat reporter talking yeah. about JD Martinez signed for less money with the Dodgers last year because he prioritized winning, and and he also
1: is familiar with some of their hitting coaches. Correct. And I think I think that was part of it. So, too, it, but yeah.
0: that's the same thing. Like he he played here, you know what I mean? And like, would he be willing to sign for less because he's prioritizing winning? And this team just went to the World Series. Yeah. If you get JD Martinez into this lineup, they're legitimate World Series contenders.
1: It would be a big, it would be a huge boost. Absolutely. Uh time so, will tell yeah, what the diamond is. Christian Walker might be it. that guy.
0: I mean, he might be the same type of personality. Like he's played here, he's familiar with being here. Yeah. Like hometown
1: discounts are a real thing. I could see this deal ranging from anywhere from like two years, you know, $28 million, which again on paper is like maybe what you would want to pay him. Um, but in reality, I'm skeptical that Christian Walker would be willing to accept that just given like, yeah, he's been a really valuable player the last, I mean, a four war season on paper is worth like over $30 million. Are you going to sign for two more years at 14? I I don't know if, if his camp would be prepared to do that. Um, so yeah, I think that's sort of the floor is like two years around 14, $15 million a year. He's already making 11.5 roughly in 2024 so it's certainly expected to tick up from that at least a little bit um and the ceiling here as far as what the diamondbacks might like reasonably consider maybe you'd be willing to go to a third year uh which would cover his his age 34 to 36 seasons and then uh maybe you would also be willing to go up to more like 17 million dollars a year so that would you know maybe three years 51 million something like that um but again if you're the d-backs and you're looking at your spreadsheet and you're looking at what the projections say they're not gonna. They're not gonna say that you should give Christian Walker three years and, and fifty million. Um, and yeah, Derek, I I, I agree. Uh, he's going to want three years. He'd have a pretty valid case for doing that. I mean, if Mitch Garver, uh, around the same age, is getting two years with his injury history, Christian Walker's been really durable and more valuable.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Are you willing to pay for value, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's so easy for us to sit here and be like, well, they probably shouldn't do it because the projections say that they shouldn't, but somebody's going to, right? Like, there's if Christian a, Walker there's has another
1: season like he just did, yeah. There's yeah. always a team
0: yeah. that's going to pay. Like like I know you, you earlier, you were talking about the Cattell Marte extension, right? You're like, well, it's too early to tell whether it was good enough or not. Just won the NLCSM, like... I don't, like, whatever he does for the rest of this extension, sure. But, like, the man just gave us one of the most memorable runs in, and, like, I'm okay with it at that point. Like, whatever happens over the next four years of that extension, like, ah, cool. Like, Marte Marte's still going to be a good baseball player this year. Like, yeah. I know projections might say, well, he's getting old. He's, you know, he, he might drop off production-wise, this, that. Like, I, you got to pay for value at some point. And like, it's projections are one thing, but you just have to. That's their job. They just have to trust that they know what they're seeing, and that they have the coaching staff that's going to pull the best out of him.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess a lot of this does hinge on the D backs' kind of internal valuation of like, where where do you kind of see this going with Christian Walker? Do you expect him to age like fine wine, as you know, like a Freddie Freeman and Paul Goldschmidt? Uh, has or do you see this you know uh, do you see him taking a little bit of a step back in these next few years as as a lot of players do um and yeah there there are also other ways to do this uh i see some people uh proposing some different ideas in the chat i think you could definitely have an option in a trade in a move like this maybe it's a two-year deal uh with a a third year mutual option a vesting option there's all sorts of ways to go about this but yeah something in the range of two to three years uh something in the range of you know 14 to 17 18 million dollars a year i think those are reasonable numbers i the d-backs also theoretically could get uh they could give him a qualifying offer and get a draft pick if he signs elsewhere that's another thing to consider here that would be an advantage in just kind of letting this play out and depending on the season that he has if he has another season like he just did you could absolutely get him uh, give him the qualifying offer um and he might accept it that's that's possible uh he might you know play play for you in 2025 for 2021 million dollars that's a lot but it might be worth it if he has another season like you know the years that he's had the last couple the last couple seasons um but yeah there's there's a number of different ways that that this could work out
0: There's, there's there's actually i i pulled this up because i was really curious um the list of free agent first baseman's Next in, year in 2025, yeah, yeah, it's it's Goldie, it's Rizzo, it's Josh Bell, Wilmer Flores, Rowdy Telez, Pete Alonzo is probably the I mean, other than maybe Goldie, who's going to be old, but like in terms of like Pete Alonso is still
1: going to be on the south side of thirty at that point. Like he's probably well, the, I think he I think he's thirty right now. Or is I he thirty say? now?
0: Is this not telling me what he'll be when he's a free agent?
1: Uh, let me uh let me check. He's twenty nine right now. so, okay. yeah, you're so right. yeah, he'll be, he he'll, be, be he'll be
0: he'll be thirty. So yeah, he's probably the big name on that list. But Christian Walker might be the only other available. Like you got to go get that guy.
1: Yeah, he would be, I think Christian Walker would probably be the second most, if if this were if this were happening this year, like if you put Christian Walker in that mix uh, coming off the season that he just had, he's the second most valuable free agent first baseman. It's Pete Alonzo by probably a fair margin. I mean, Pete Alonso. Yeah, is a really good player. Yeah, if you want 50 player.
0: home runs a year, you're going to sign Pete Alonso. Yeah. Like.
1: but Christian Walker, man, I mean, his defense is so good that even if his offense lags a little bit behind a guy like Pete Alonzo, at least right now, he still has the ability to give you kind of similar value. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, of course, some people are probably hypothesizing like, oh, clearly, what you do is you let Christian Walker go elsewhere, and then you just bring back Paul Goldschmidt, and everyone's happy. Uh, who knows? Maybe that's on the and table for a one-year
0: stopgap in 2025. If you do lose Walker, yeah. I don't
1: hate it. I don't know. I mean, Goldie probably could get more than a one-year deal, sure, depending on on the kind of season he has next year. Even I mean, age he'll be 30.
0: He'll be yeah, he'll be 38, 39. He'll be 38 years old.
1: Yeah, it's a he'll be old, but he. Yeah, he still continues to hit, which is which is impressive. Uh the D backs do have Eugenio Suarez on a club option for fifteen million dollars. I guess you could envision a scenario where maybe he has some great breakout offensive season and then you slide him over to first base and Jordan Lawler. If he's, at
0: third base though, he's really, really
1: good. He's he's solid, but I think he I think he could maybe learn to be a, a really good first baseman. Uh, you kind of expect as the years go on, his defense you know might might regress a little bit. Certainly put up good numbers in that regard in twenty twenty three. Um, but yeah, this is a fascinating situation. Uh, I I don't think I'm expecting the Diamondbacks to sign an extension here. I imagine that they're looking at the value of giving him a qualifying offer and potentially uh, getting a draft pick out of this if he walks. Uh, there is some value to be had there as well. There is, again, a considerable risk if you, I mean, if you go out and you give Christian Walker three and 45, um, you know, like extending beyond 2024, so like three and 45 for from 2025 to 2027, if he goes out and and kind of struggles in 2024, then suddenly you're looking at, you know, a first baseman for three seasons, paying him fifteen million dollars a year into his mid thirties. Uh, so there, there's gonna be there's gonna be some risk here, no matter no matter what they do. But I'm skeptical yeah. that Christian Cox, Walker would take like two and twenty eight million or something like yeah,
0: that. Cogs keeps pointing out that that. Guriel is an interesting option over at first base.
1: That would yeah, I think Lordis could totally play first. He's played a little bit of first in the past. Um, but I don't think Lordis is bat necessarily. Lordis is like a slightly above average hitter, and as he continues to age, um he's a good left fielder right now. Like, like he's he's your mo- he's most valuable in left field for the Diamondbacks right now. Uh, but that is a very valid, a very valid suggestion. Lordis, I think, could play first base uh, if the D Backs found some other solution in the outfield. Maybe that's maybe that's something that they would explore a lot of a lot of different possibilities there. Um, But speaking of possibilities, uh, the BetMGM Sportsbook app has all the possibilities of how you can make money on all sorts of different things. Uh, They also have a crazy intro offer right now, uh, which you can get if you download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Visit BetMGM.com or or visit BetMGM.com. You can get to it either way and then sign up and deposit at least ten dollars into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager receive. Up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses, if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial initial wager is settled. Uh, Incredible, incredible deal! Fifteen hundred dollar potentially as an intro offer. There, uh, we don't we don't talk about numbers that high uh, all that often. That that's pretty that's pretty crazy. So, uh, once again, sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX when you do. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least ten dollars. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369-NEW-YORK. Call one 327 5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. one 800 Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. There we go beautiful did you, did you hear that derek that was that was perfect perfect harmony me and jacob um also want to tell you about our friends over at desert financial credit union uh they are responsible as i said yesterday for getting derek started on his homeownership journey which i've been jealous of uh apparently back in the like mid 2000s they just gave homes away for free uh jacob i know you're a recent home buyer as well and you you feel felt the effects of how much more expensive things have gotten in recent years so I'm a little jealous of what Derek has going on over there, but Desert Financial, they're the good people who got him started. Uh, Look to Desert Financial for not only that, but uh, checking and savings accounts, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing its success with its members. When you open a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. It's just for opening a free checking account. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Uh, We're going to finish off today with uh, some Trevor Bauer shenanigans because that's everyone's favorite thing to talk about in baseball. Uh, Trevor Bauer uh, put a tweet out on social media yesterday. It's about the length and, of a novel. Yeah, we normally put it on like a different format graphic, but it's so long that Jacob was like, uh, we're just going to have to like put the block text on a on a background. That was the only way we could do it. Um, so, yes, I will go ahead and read Trevor Bauer's very lengthy tweet uh, that sort of went viral around five o'clock yesterday. Uh, he said this. Scenario. A company has posted a job opening. You apply. The company rejects your application before the interview process, stating that your skill is not the reason for the rejection, but they don't think it would be good for public relations being associated with you. You find this odd because you already trained some of their employees for free and the company is aware of it and totally fine with it. The same company then sends a representative who happens to be a friend of yours to ask you for background information on a candidate they're considering hiring. For for the position you applied for. The person they're considering hiring is also a friend of yours. On one hand, you could provide the background information, thereby helping both of your friends. On the other hand, a company that refused to give you an interview is now seeking your help for free in multiple ways behind the scenes, and it doesn't sit well with you. What do you do? Of course, Trevor Bauer is just asking for a friend, right? This has nothing to do with him personally. I'm I don't sure. Think he has friends. Uh, I mean I'm sure', he that, I'm, sure I'm sure he has he I'm sure he has a few. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is this is interesting from Trevor Bauer. Of course his situation is is uh, pretty well documented. I imagine you, you you all probably know the story of of the allegations there and some of the reporting that's been done over the last uh, year or so. Uh, you can google it if you're if you're not familiar it should be pretty easy to find. But yeah, Trevor Bauer is is clearly struggling to find a job pitching in the majors, which of course seemed to be what he was uh, seeking after this offseason. And according to this tweet, which again, maybe it's maybe it has nothing to do with Trevor Bauer. Maybe this is just some hypothetical scenario he dreamed up. Uh, but more likely, this is Trevor Bauer uh, struggling to find a major league job and, and apparently being asked uh, by major league teams to help vet uh, maybe some other pitchers that they're interested in and trevor bauer uh, also mentioned in here that he is actively helping certain uh certain major league pitchers that that seems to be the implication um so yeah i i guess uh, it was interesting reading through some of the comments here and and what people had to say i think if you're trevor bauer you're not really in position to uh, play these kinds of games with teams where you're like, yeah, well, you're putting me in an unfair position by doing this. It's like, well, yeah, but also what they're saying about a public relations uh, issue uh, is, a, is a very real thing, right? Any team that signs Trevor Bauer, if they make that decision, they're not just signing a number four starter or whatever it is, right? They're, they're becoming... Not they're becoming the team that signed a Trevor Bauer. That is the reality of the situation. That if it if it is the the Cincinnati Reds decide tomorrow that they think Trevor Bauer's fastball is a good ride and they want to see it at the top of their rotation or wherever in their rotation, the Cincinnati Reds become the team that signed Trevor Bauer. Uh, when all of the other teams presumably had the moral, you know, took the moral high ground and and were not willing to do that. Um So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's hard for me to know exactly what the situation is here. You know, is Trevor Bauer portraying this situation correctly? Who's to say? I really can't. But the reality is that I think he needs to he needs to know where he's at and he needs to understand that that is the reality of a situation right now. Um and, and there's not really a whole lot that he can do to change that. And if it means him being put in some unfair positions that, you know, where he feels like he's helping people or, you know, uh giving more of his time than he should to help teams that refuse to bring him on board. That's kind of the role that Trevor Bauer has to occupy. Like he has a lot of work to do in order to kind of make up all of the all of the ground that he had. Uh, I, I mean, not that Trevor Bauer was necessarily ever the most well liked uh, player in baseball, but he's obviously in a different category right now, and and he has a lot of work to do to earn that back. So what's your what's Base- your hot take on the situation, Jacob?
0: <laughs> baseball is a really unique, like not unique in the fact that like in other sports it seems like players will do something get accused of it, whatever it is, and, like, seem to consistently find their way back to another team, whether it was the old team they played for or the new team. Like, sure. It almost always gets swept under the rug, right? Yeah. Um, baseball's been really almost unique in the fact that, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of guys that have found their way back onto, like, this um, Chapman, for example. Just yeah. throwing the, like, there are guys that find their ways back onto the roster. A lot of but them. But I'm waiting for a sport to step up and be the sport where if you do something to jeopardize your career like this, I do not think you should see the field again.
1: Yeah. Right. There's no official rule in place, keeping Trevor Bauer from playing as far Correct. as we know, it is Correct. just that the, the uh, PR nightmare that would be required is, is a risk the teams aren't willing to take.
0: Correct. And like, I'm not, I'm not here to comment, speculate, do whatever, like the situation is what the situation is, right? Like, sure. If it didn't happen, maybe he should find his way back if it did happen no he shouldn't find that's not what I'm here to comment on what I'm here to comment on is at some point a sport one of the four major sports they have to step up and say if you are involved in this kind of stuff this sets a bad example for kids everywhere watching this game you do not deserve another chance you get paid millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a game yeah. Make the right choices with your life. Don't put yourself in those situations. Like, I'm sorry, you made your bet. We don't want you anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nicholas says, "Preach, Fodge, preach." Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a very valid point. I mean, it really is a privilege for these guys to be doing what they're doing on an everyday basis, and they are they are public figures. And you know, it's not only what they do on the field that matters at the end of the day. It, you know, in, in a and lo- just about any line of work, like if you if you get caught up in these kinds of allegations, you're not you're not sticking around for very long. And in baseball, it you know, people should be held to arguably not only the same standard, but even a higher standard, given the fact that you're in the public spotlight and you are, you know, someone that a lot of young people are, are looking up to. On the daily, of course, uh, yeah, there's the whole Wander Franco situation. We won't we won't get too deep into that. Uh, but yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to just kind of touch on the latest with Trevor Bauer. Uh, I do not anticipate the Diamondbacks uh, bringing him on board. Uh, as much as they might be looking for starting pitching help still at this point, I don't think that's totally out of the question. I do not expect Trevor Bauer uh, to be part of that search for them. Uh, but what I do expect is to have some luck today uh, doing my Arizona Lottery scratcher, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, and do this, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it, Jacob. I have I have some some confidence that this is gonna work out well for me. And, I was uh, talking
0: about this with Espo yesterday. We got 500 of these scratchers. We got 500 of them. Yes, we got 500 wow. of these scratchers, and and at some point, someone's gonna win a million dollars.
1: It, it the theoretically odds are in is, our favor. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, they keep giving it. Like we've had us. plenty we of winners. Don't get
0: me wrong. We've had plenty of winners. But at some point somebody's going to win big. And there's Jesse, a difference
1: between a 1 million dollar win and, and a, a 500,000 like five, dollar win and all the, yeah, all the other Yeah. For sure, ones. Yeah. for
0: sure. And 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 Jesse, if you win, you are splitting this with me.
1: Um, you know what? Jacob, I think we have a winner. And I think we won a dollar. So there you go. 50 cents. Yeah, 50 cents each. 50 50 cents. (laughs) I'm here for it. We're going to try not to spend all in one place. See what we're able to do. Uh, but this is very fun uh because you you don't know what you're going you don't know if you're going to get you know, sometimes you'll get a dollar sometimes you get significantly more than that um so again if you're looking for something uh just just fun to give to someone in your life uh that could potentially change their life uh Arizona lottery scratchers are a great way to do that so be sure to get in on that if you haven't already one of the places you can get them is over at Circle K Uh, Circle K is not only just a place where you can buy Arizona lottery tickets, but it's also America's third stop, Uh, and it's a great place to fill up on gas. If you become a member of the Inner Circle, you can save $0.25 per gallon on your first five fill-ups, and then thereafter, you can save $0.03 per gallon every single day. You also get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products, including pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks. Uh, all all of the things that they have there. Uh one of my one of my favorite places to stop on a road trip heading out of town or whatnot. Um, so yeah, get in on the get in on the inner circle if you haven't already. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circleK.com for details. Also, want to tell you about the most aesthetically pleasing uh, ticketing app that you will find out there. It is Game Time. Game Time offers a personal experience buying tickets to all of your favorite events, upcoming games, uh, not only games but concerts, uh, other events as well. Game Time is also the place to go for last-minute ticket deals. If you are a procrastinator like yours truly, it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. And of course, if there's someone in your life you feel like you need to get another gift for uh, or you feel like you need to get a gift for if they got skipped over the first time around, uh, getting them something uh, nice, a ticket to something nice is, is a great way to do that. Uh, so snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. download the Game Time app, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Uh, well that's all we have here on this uh friday this flavoring friday edition of the phnx d-back show thank you all so much for being here with us today Uh, again tomorrow is officially deemed sean depoz day on the phnx d-backs podcast so we will have a saturday show we will be back here at one PM, if we're going to work on a Saturday, uh, we need we need you all to show up. So uh, we hope we hope you'll we hope you'll join us then, uh, whether on video or an audio only format as well. Um, in the meantime, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Jesse N Friedman. You can find Fodge at Jacob underscore Franklin four. Uh, of course, you can find our beat account, phnx underscore dbacks over on Twitter. We have a lot of fun over there. Derek comes up with outrageous memes, and it's a, it's a great time. Uh, so be sure to give us a follow there if you have not already. Of course, all roads here at phnx lead at phnx underscore sports. That's on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. Again, thank you all so much for being here with us today. See you tomorrow at 1 p.m. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when your waiver claim turns into Christian Walker.